Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD podcast. I'm your host, Alana, ADHD coach and social worker. I figured out how to manage my ADHD and now I help others do the same through one-on-one coaching, my content on Instagram, my courses, and through this podcast. My best friend Sam and I started this podcast to help you feel seen and understood in your ADHD symptoms. Each week we explore a variety of different topics all about challenges related to our ADHD and ways that we can better work through them. As always, thank you so much for your support, and we hope you like this episode. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD Podcast. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alana. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm okay. I was just, I, um, my eyes are all puffy today. Because I finally watched, I don't like, I think this is definitely an ADHD thing. I think it's very difficult to sit through movies. So yeah. I tend not to watch a lot of movies, but I watched Interstellar for the first time last night and it ruined me. It like wrecked me. I'm trying to think, I feel like I watched a movie recently where it wrecked me. I can't think of what it is, but Interstellar, totally, I can totally see that. I mean, and I watched it with my friend Sierra and she like definitely knows me. And I was like, is this, I need to know kind of what I'm getting into before I get into it. For sure. And I don't know if any of our listeners do this, but like, I always kind of, I'm like, I'll look up the plot on wiki or something before I watch a movie. I don't know why it, yes, it ruins the surprise, but it also like makes it a much more enjoyable. Like I can stay out of my head a little bit more. Yeah. So if I kind of know what's coming. And so I was like, am I going to be happy? And she was like, no. And I was like, am I going to be sad? And she was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something on like a meme or something that brought attention to this. It was just saying that people with ADHD love to watch shows over and over again because there's no kind of like having to sit there and like ponder like worry about what's next like you know what to expect and I think a lot of us find that like really comforting I don't know how many of us probably have like our comfort shows that we just watch over and over and over again oh I have a rotation of them and I'm very comfortable with it but like I think for movies too for a lot of people movies are like an escape and so they like the controlled emotions you know they're like okay at this point I feel anxious but I in this point I feel sad and it kind of exists within this universe that is separate from their life. Yeah. I think for me watching movies, like all, I feel emotions just, I feel a lot of emotions all the time, like very intensely. And so it just like is more anxiety inducing. It's like not enjoyable for me. I I get that. That's how I feel actually about scary movies. I don't find them. I, I remember for years I would kind of try, I would like force it. And then I realized, I'm like, I'm sitting here for two hours, physically uncomfortable. Like, for what? Like, for what? what? It's the same. That's the same thing I always got when we, my friends would want to go to haunted houses. Oh, see, I love haunted houses. They're funny. That's not funny for me. (laughs) We want me to walk through and in Kansas City where I grew up. But it's basically just like blocks of abandoned buildings. Yeah. And so these haunted house companies will rent out the buildings and build haunted houses like six level, seven level haunted houses through these abandoned warehouses. It's terrifying. That's I would love that. 
That's um, and I'll wait outside. Sounds like going alone. I would not want to do that. Then it's it's just be so awkward. I would just like hold on to the person next to me, be like a dad. We would all go like as a big friend group in high school and stuff. And in early high school, I went to one with a guy. I mean, it was part of like a big friend group, but like yeah, we're like together. And I was like, this is the most embarrassed I've ever been in my entire life. Like, this is not a fun date for me. I've done that. I've done that kind of thing for a date too. I don't know if I would recommend it, at least at the earliest stages. No. And especially for like, if you do struggle, like why, with anxiety, why would you put yourself in a situation to like build a Yeah. Like, I know. Um, wait, the, really quickly. I'm, I'm so curious um, with the movie thing. I've been getting into this really. Okay. So TikTok will kind of like split movie clips yeah it'll put a movie clip up there it'll be like interstellar part 46 yes or like okay so i got into have you seen the fall or wait no not the fall maybe it's the fall it's one where these two girls it's recently came out these two girls like climb this like tower and then they get stuck at the top it's one of those like survival movies it gives um like shark survival movie vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the whole movie is in this one spot, you know? Um, but You're anyways, went on TikTok. Yeah. I just, I'm getting it. I get into them because I see a clip where I'm, I'm like, okay, wait, I now know a little bit about the plot and now I need to know like what happens. Yeah, what happens? And, and well, I don't know if I should say, but it's cause it's a, it's crazy. <laughs> so well, it's is it out right now? Yeah, it's out. No, like you guys can watch it. Okay, um, tell us what happened. Wait, you want? Okay, skip through if you, you don't want to spoil it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> we'll um, comments. The girl was talking to her friend up there, and then it found it. At one point, it made it clear that it was a hallucination, and her friend had already died during one of the falls. And so this girl was like up here, like her brain was protecting her from yeah. realizing that she was in this survival situation by herself. And then she's okay, but the friend died. But yeah, it's crazy. And I also was just, it was just wild. But yeah, I'm so curious. Like, I feel like TikTok's targeting me like a distracted ADHDer who needs to know the end of a movie. It's so putting them into like three minute segments so that you can go with anything for three minutes. And then once you're three in, you just scroll up and then you're six in. And then all of a sudden you're watching a 90 minute movie on TikTok. Or next thing you know, you're Googling, how does this movie end? <laughs> Are you ever going to actually watch it? I don't think so. Cause I feel like I saw all the important parts. <laughs> I really do. I have a really good topic for you guys. I wanted to share and talk a little bit about today. So we always emphasize the importance of taking breaks and, you know, taking a step away from things and making time for yourself. Like how often, like we talk about this all the time and how important that is for the types of brains that we have and we really need that time to recharge. But I think also at this, at the other end of that, it's really difficult to get back into the swing of things like to transition kind of from having some time off, whether it's a lot or just a day or just a few hours to getting back into kind yeah. of what we need to do, you know? Totally. I think you're so right. We always say the importance for breaks, but rarely do we talk about how to rebound from that. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times when I've talked to other ADHD years in general, it kind of feels like this like stuckness, like feeling stuck, 
you know, like knowing that you have things to do. I can't describe it in any other way other than like, I'm like glued to wherever I'm sitting or like my bed and I can't move. Well, there's this theory in talking about goal setting that you shouldn't tell other people about your goals because it tricks your mind into thinking that you've already achieved them because you get this relief and gratification from people like you saying, I want to run a half marathon or whatever. And then people being like, oh my God, that's incredible. And then you feel like this sudden onslaught of like, yeah, that is incredible. Like I'm really proud of myself, all this stuff. I do sometimes feel like I do that to myself when I get into a period of a break and I'm like, okay, I know I need to come out of this. So I have to fold my laundry. And then I think, okay, I can fold my laundry tomorrow. That's not a huge deal. And I feel this overwhelming relief of like, okay, I've figured out how I'm going to do a task. I haven't done the task yet. And I feel like I trick myself into thinking I've already completed it. Do you know what I mean? And so it keeps me stuck a little longer. It's so interesting you say that too, because I was thinking about this yesterday. Sometimes I feel like every time I have something I want to change, something I want to work on, I like want to tell someone else for that external validation. A lot of times you're that, you're probably that person who's like getting all my texts about it. And I thought about this yesterday. I was like, I don't need, like, I can just do something. I don't, like, I don't need to just tell other people, but it does give you another kind of like, I don't know. It also does serve as accountability too. Cause it's like, okay, well I told this person. So now I kind of have to figure out like I have to do it. Feels good. It makes it more real. Yeah. So you get what you mean about like, you're in this period of rest and then it's difficult to motivate to, you know, cause I think you've realized like, okay, the world hasn't collapsed because I've taken a break and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what's a couple more hours? Yeah. More day, you know? No, definitely. I took this last week off from everything, which was much needed. And I'm so glad that I did. But yeah, I have this kind of like every day towards the end of the week, it just was this looming feeling of like, there's more and more waiting for me whenever I do decide. Sunday scaries. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, but it's like even worse because it was like such a long, you know, but no, I mean, I, I did need that break and everything and I'm glad that I took it, but then it's also like, okay, I was thinking about how do I kind of pull myself forward and like move out of it. And the first thing was that I just want to highlight, we talked about this way back, but like cognitive flexibility is why our brains, people with ADHD struggle with transitions and like going from one, you know, one task to another one, like using one part of our brain to another. This is also why it's difficult for people with ADHD to like have a change in plans. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. It's so like, I can't, if I, for instance, if on a Saturday, if I'm not aware that I'm going out on Saturday night and someone just texts me at like seven, do you want to go out? I can't go out. There wasn't enough time to plan. Yeah. And they're like, we're not even going out for two hours. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. It really just like refers to our ability to like switch gears quickly. And impossible. (laughs) It's so difficult. Biggest thing I think we have to recognize that like we're a lot of us probably aren't the type of person to go from like having a break to having one day of like, okay, everything, I'm going to get everything together tomorrow. I would love that. But I would love that. My mom is like that. She can do that. My mom is like that. 100%. Which is, yeah. I mean, and I do feel like I can make a list and I can, but doing like organizing myself and then doing it is a very different thing. It's a very different thing. And so I think giving ourselves time, like recognizing that 
our brains do struggle with those transitions. So like giving yourself a chance to ease back into it. For me, sometimes that looks like saying, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to look over everything I have to do. I'm not going to say I have to do it. Yeah. I'm going to say, you're going to sit down. You're just going to familiarize yourself with the thing that you want to do. So whether you're just reminding yourself the things that you have to do, or you're seeing like, what are the steps that need to be done? Just kind of giving yourself to like a chance to almost like approach the thing, become familiar with it again. And we've talked about this in a couple of other episodes, but it's a lot of like being realistic with your goal setting, you know, like setting yourself up for disappointment, for feeling disappointed in yourself only does harm to one person and it's you. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. Saying that you're going to get up tomorrow, which is we're recording today on a Sunday. So saying that we're going to get up tomorrow on a Monday, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. And then I'm going to have a gallon of water and then I'm going to work out and then I'm going to get ready for work and I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do all of the things that I didn't do last week. I mean, it's just like it gets to a point where it's like you can't do that. It's just not. And then you compare yourself against other people who seem like they can do that and it makes Mm -hmm. you worse. So it's like something has to stop that pattern. Totally. I just, and it's so hard not to compare and look at, think of like, oh, what, whatever, what is everyone else doing when you're stuck in this scrolling paralysis of like, yeah, I keep scrolling. I mean, that's, I've done that so much this last week. Well, it doesn't help when TikTok puts movies (laughs) in front of me. Yeah, but at a place where I need to know what happens. Well, and I think also a lot of it is you're so stressed about trying to figure out what you have to do and how you have to do it that like scrolling offers like five minutes, which quickly turns into two hours, of, you know, where you can shut your mind off, you know, mm-hmm. it's not stressful. And, you know, you recognize that all the stuff is still waiting for you outside of that space. But, you know, it is addicting. It is. Give yourself permission to just ease into it. And that looks different for everyone. Sometimes also with the gym, like if I've taken a big break off the gym, what I did the other day was my goal was to get to the gym. That was it. I didn't say like, do, you know, you have to do this like 10 mile, just get to the gym, figure it out there. And it does, it makes it easier the next time to kind of like ease back into it. We talk about the importance of environment all the time, but it's like, what about your environment is going to support the things that you want to do? I hear Wally squeaking. I'm sorry. No, it's no, no. Too much, y'all. I always feel like we do mention Wally every episode, so I do feel like people know that I have a puppy. Oh, they know. He's really annoying. You but guys know. I'm really sorry, everyone, if you hear squeaking. We'll no. try and edit it out. Don't apologize. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. We love Wally. Speaking um, of always- environment. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, know. Probably, I know where you're going and I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I, or Wally cut you off, actually. I feel like, so I work from home. I live in a tiny apartment. You know, I can see my bedroom from my desk and yeah. it's really distracting and it does make it really, really hard to stay focused. Like mm-hmm. I find that going out into the world and doing work there, even if it's at a coffee shop that's like really busy and loud is easier for me than working in my very quiet, calm apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to like a library. I haven't been to a library since school, but I went I to, the to a library since college. Yeah, I know. It was it was strange. There were there was, a, there was also like a kids section, and so there were like you know a lot of children, and so so it wasn't really the same vibe. But um, it was the same thing. I just I knew that if I was in a different 
room, I'd probably be like, oh, maybe I need to go do this. Maybe I need to do that. Or maybe I need to clean this. Or maybe I need to organize my cups for no reason. Well, it's like there's like, and we talk about this like task ordering a lot, you know, where you have, you have like 10 tasks and four of them are going to be super important and difficult to do. And six of them are going to be easy and they still need to be done. I will do the six easy before I do the four difficult every mm-hmm. time. So if I remove myself from that environment of, okay, I have this project at work that I don't want to do, but I know I need to do. And I also have to put away laundry and I also have to unload the dishwasher. I will unload the dishwasher. I will then clean my kitchen and then I will put away laundry and I will do a whole other load of laundry. And then there's no time to do my work project. So you do kind of like remove yourself from those things, even if the other tasks are still productive. Definitely. Yeah. And this is also one of the things like pieces of advice that is very like, you know, everyone says, do the hardest thing first. It doesn't, that typically doesn't work. Like a lot of times we do need to build momentum. Yeah. So it's kind of like also being able to differentiate between the tasks that build momentum related to the things that you want to do, but also the ones that aren't a distraction to the things, you you know, because we do need some of those easy things to like get the ball rolling. Yeah. Like staying on topic, but not jumping in in the deep end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Really annoying right now. (laughs) Don't worry. The next thing I wanted to highlight was the the importance of focusing on momentum and not making the goal like perfection. So not saying I'm going to complete this, 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 but like I'm going to make progress in this. I was literally just thinking that. And also, yeah, like also, it's also like you need to not judge yourself based off how you do the task. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do feel like a lot of the time, the process I go about things, I feel like is stupid. <laughs> and so it stops me from doing it. And in the same vein of perfection, it doesn't look good from the outside. It might not feel very good from the inside, but I do need to constantly remind myself that I'm accomplishing something. Definitely. And doing things in the different different orders or whatever, like that's adding the novelty that we need, the interest that we need to like kind of yeah. keep us engaged, you know, like a lot of times if we're doing something in a weird order or, or something, it's something in our brain, like it's trying to stay more engaged. You ever think about this? Like routine has been so overhyped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I like routine, but if I do the same thing over and over again, I will get so bored. I will not do it. Yeah. No, it's, it like stops working. Media pushes this whole like intense the five to nine before my nine to five routine. And I just like, so toxic. it's so toxic. I think it's a really good idea. You know, it's a good framework to have, which is to have a life outside of your job to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. But why does it have to look the exact same every single day? Also like, wait, so five, six, seven, eight, nine, that is four hours. Like, I'm all for having a little bit of time. I think it's really important. We need a little bit of a time for yeah. ourselves before turning over and like working for someone else or like doing a task for someone else or caring for someone else. But then it's also like, yeah, but four hours, like that would leave me more stressed. If yeah. I don't like, want, what? I, look at these, I would be exhausted by 10 a.m. I look at these TikToks and stuff and it's like these girls and guys that go, I mean, they have full-blown workouts. I can't, you like to work out in the morning. I can't work out in the morning. And when I, and I run a lot and when people are like, oh, you're running after work. It's like, that's such a sin. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I, 
it's hard to enjoy working out. It's hard to enjoy running. It is a difficult thing to enjoy. And if I can add it into my schedule at a time that makes sense for me, even though it doesn't make sense for you, and I recognize that, why do you care? I don't know. I just, people have such judgments yeah. about routine building and stuff like that. And it is quite frustrating. They do. And it's also assumed that it's really easy to just pick up and say, I'm going to change this whole routine and the way I go about my day and have all these steps that I've never done. Like that's really hard to build. And that yeah. takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, I always think about for me, um, like we were talking about doing things in weird orders. If anyone ever saw me getting ready, like the concept of someone sitting down and like doing their hair and then finishing their hair and then putting on their makeup and then, finishing their makeup and then going to pick out an outfit. Like, I can't tell you when I'm getting ready, I'm switching between all these things. I go from one to like, I'm walking around yeah. with stations of like, all right, let's do a little hair. Let's do a little makeup. Like, does, like, is that weird? Does that make sense? It makes sense. I don't do that. Yeah. So it's weird to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're literally, that is just proving our point. Um, I know. I don't, I mean, and I, it's like, so it's little things too. Like, um, I have a friend that likes to sit on her bathroom counter and put her feet in the sink and that's, and then that, that she gets close to the mirror and that's how she does her makeup. Like right. that's she sits. I stand, I'm like, I can't, I physically cannot sit to do my makeup because it won't come out right. Like, Wait, I, have you seen this? There's like, um, there's floor girls. It was pretty yeah. much saying like it, de- it was defining like personality based on where you do your makeup and it's it's so true it is so true I'm a I'm a floor I know you're a floor girl I've seen you and honestly I think it kind of means like kind of messy like a little bit disorganized like I'm just sitting there with like whatever makeup like I throw all around you (laughs) yeah uh, straighteners is spilling over Oh my gosh, that's funny. I'm so curious if you guys, if anyone like gets ready or like cleans rooms and like really weird, I'm sure. Weird orders. Yeah. Cause whatever, whatever helps us, right? That's it. You know? I think for me also something that does come as a saving grace sometimes is like, what am I trying to say? Getting back into like doing stuff <laughs> from a period of rest is yeah. eventually the anxiety does kick in and I'm like, okay, I do need to do something. And then once I do something, it's easier to do the next thing. I guess it's kind of like what people say when they're working out or they're on the treadmill, they're like, I'll just go for two more minutes. And then when you're in two minutes, you can kind of like, you're like, okay, what's five more minutes. And then you've already almost done 10 minutes. So you might as well just finish. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. It's all about building momentum. We can build momentum by, just deciding what the first step is by getting out like everything you need to do for the task for certain like things with the computer that looks like pulling up the tabs you need so that there's like less distractions totally. um literally anything that helps you get the ball rolling and we can surprise ourselves because sometimes it's a lot smaller of a step that does that than we realize like it doesn't have to be plan out this whole thing <clears throat> step one through ten it can be yeah. like pinpoint what the first one is That's and it. the anticipation of it is mostly the hardest part is sitting there thinking, oh, I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. And then you do it and you're like, okay, (laughs) that was, I don't know why I worried for three weeks about that. Yeah, definitely. And I want to um, have a whole episode on 
paralysis, like that kind of just like feeling completely like that freeze state that we get into. We yeah. have, I'm so excited. We have um, a sensory therapist who's going to be coming on the podcast in a few weeks. So we'll talk a little bit about that because I think that'll go into like fight or flight or freeze and things like that. Like when we're overwhelmed yeah. and how it can lead to just feeling so stuck and everything. Yeah. Totally. Um, Cause that's, it's such a, that's such, I think probably the hardest part is like working through those emotions, like the feelings of just being overwhelmed and it's just, it feels like debilitating. You can't even enjoy your rest period. If you're so worried about what you have to do, how overwhelming it is. And then it makes the rest unproductive also. And then you mm-hmm. get back in your rest period and you're like, I don't even feel very good. So, you know, all yeah. of this stuff is working hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have, um, a busy week coming up? I do. I do. I have a huge conference that I've kind of been working on for since I got hired. My mm-hmm. team is like organizing it. And so I will be in the office from Monday through Thursday. And on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I have to be in the office starting at seven in the morning. Oh my gosh. Wow. I know. That's It's going to be intense. I'm really excited though. Like I do feel a lot of the time with work from home and I talked to my boss about this. It's difficult to feel like you're making an impact or you're like doing the best by your job. So I do feel like it'll be a lot of work and like, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance as I was just bagging on routine. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to like do the things that I normally do during the week like work out or make meals for myself and Wally's going with a sitter because I can't take care of him. So right. Yeah. Hectic couple of days, but I do feel like it'll be really gratifying and it'll get me out of my yeah. own head. I think so too. And that's actually such a perfect thing to end off on like connection. I think connection with like colleagues, connection with other people, all that stuff helps so much. Like when back in the pandemic um, with, my group of social workers, like we were having a call every single morning before everything, in addition to our meetings and stuff, which some people might think that sounds kind of extra, but it was so helpful to have that just like connecting with everyone. And so like, I just want to remind you guys, like if you are feeling stuck, you know, before anything else, like how can you connect with yourself? Like, I know that sounds kind of cliche, but like think about the things that make you feel comfortable, the things that help you feel motivated. Like Give yourself a chance to reconnect with yourself because that's like a really, really important part oh, of this. That's you a very, very good thing to end on. Thank you. That was <laughs> wholesome. I'm helpful. Good. I'm so glad. Thank you guys so much for listening. The conversations are so grounding for us and we hope yeah. that you feel the same way. I only pause because I, I can't quite put into words how much this affects me, but I do feel like this is exactly the type of connection that I thrive on. Yeah. um, I love it. So I wish we could all hang out. I know. I wish we could (laughs) go on a walk together or something. I know. (laughs) Okay. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. And um, make sure to tune in and leave us comments and send us topics that you want to talk about. Thank you guys so much. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. As always, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode. You can find me on Instagram at coachingviolana, and you can find the podcast on Instagram at absolutely.adhd. Don't forget to like, follow, write us a review so we can help keep sharing this information with more ADHDers. As always, we really appreciate the support, and we will see you next week.